This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, March 14th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Scant inventory, high inflation, war in Ukraine, lots of worries, but auto dealers are upbeat about the present and the future. Does that make sense? We'll get into that a little later in the program. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Ford is planning to ship and sell partially built vehicles that are awaiting semiconductors or related components that control non-safety critical features. Sources telling our Mike Martinez that Ford executives revealed the plans at a meeting at the NADA show. The strategy is a revision of an idea floated in July. That's when Ford considered shipping partially built vehicles to dealers to sit on lots until parts became available. Under the new plan, the vehicles Ford will send to dealers will both be drivable and sellable. The automaker said it would send necessary chips within one year for dealers to install in the already sold products. Elsewhere, supplier Denso was targeted by a ransomware attack last week. The Toyota affiliate telling Bloomberg that it detected unauthorized access on Thursday in Germany The company says it promptly responded to the incident, and at the moment, Denso's operations are not being impacted by the attack. Japanese broadcaster NHK reported a group threatened to disclose the supplier's trade secrets on the dark web. In personnel news, Rivian has reportedly hired Magna's Frank Klein as its next chief operating officer. Klein is president of Magna Steyr, the company's contract vehicle manufacturing arm. Sources telling Bloomberg that the move is an effort to get the automaker's troubled manufacturing operations back on track. Last week, Rivian reported a net loss of about $2.5 billion for the fourth quarter. The EV maker says it will have enough parts and materials to build 25,000 vehicles this year. And Unifor President Jerry Dias has retired, citing ongoing health issues. The 63-year-old has been on medical leave from his role with the Canadian Union since February 6th. Unifor's executive board will meet in the coming days to determine next steps to replace Dias. And that's the news you need to know. What has auto dealers so enthusiastic about the times ahead? Cox Automotive Chief Economist Jonathan Smoke has all the insights and some words of wisdom from Pitbull after this. As online experiences have continued to evolve, it's clear dealers need an approach that will keep them in the business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question, and honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I, and they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach, and then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. 
Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big picture, holistic approach, visit rayray.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. You could pretty much describe the view of auto dealers from the playlist that Jonathan Smoke, the chief economist for Cox Automotive, put together for this year's NADA show. They've got high hopes for next year. They just got paid and they're on top of the world. So if you're on Spotify, go check out DJ Smokey Smoke's NADA 2022 playlist. But first, let's dig into the economics behind those tunes with Jonathan Smoke. I'm here with Jonathan Smoke, chief economist for Cox Automotive. We just wrote, Jonathan, about the uh, dealers, dealer sentiment study that you do each uh, quarter. Yep. And uh, dealers are still, as we might see here at NADA, pretty upbeat. Yep, the vibe is positive. I mean, it's hard to believe coming off the best year that most dealers have ever had uh, that they're actually more positive right now and more optimistic uh, about the next 90 days. And you can feel it here on the show floor. I mean, I've been here since Tuesday seeing lots of dealers. And yeah, there's some things that are creating more worries about the future and, and how things go. But I think their optimism, frankly, is rightly placed uh, in terms of what we see. Strong consumer demand, maybe a little bit growing supply of vehicles, all the things that, that you want. Precisely. I mean, we've got an economy that's still strong. The, the uh, conflict in Ukraine is going to shave what we could have seen for this year, uh, but we're still going to likely, in the worst case scenario, see growth that was at least as good as it was in 2019. And we're at 3.8% unemployment, expected to be to 3.5 by the end of the year. Uh, the consumer is in good shape. Yes, we're all paying more at the pump, and that's impacting consumer sentiment, and there's more uncertainty, but um, the environment that's conducive for strong vehicle sales, including a large amount of pent-up demand and credit uh, availability and credit credit continues to be really favorable uh, and automotive actually is probably going to be the best place for credit relatively speaking in in um, you know the, the total financial services uh, industry and it's one that okay yes rates will be higher later in the year but by the way that creates urgency too uh, <laughs> better to buy uh, earlier than later why do you say that Auto's a key place for finance. Is that because the values are so high that there's more protection uh, for the downside? Well, I think it's even coming from the experience in the Great Recession. People were more likely to keep paying their payments to keep their vehicle uh, than they were to make mortgage payments or other types of, of credit payments. So generally speaking, lenders likely have an allocation preference that when uncertainty grows, auto becomes more attractive. And we're seeing that. Uh, mortgage credit availability has tightened. Auto credit availability has loosened so far this year. And auto loan rates, yes, they're up roughly a half a percent from where we were in December at an all-time low. They're still down about 80 basis points from a year ago. Um, so credit is very attractive and likely will be just getting less and less attractive as the year goes on, most likely. You touched on the war in Ukraine, and I was wondering about the timing of the survey and how upbeat it was relative to the invasion on February 24th. That's right. 
It was conducted before the invasion happened. The Uh, the last survey data points were through February 7th. So we were indeed, and we acknowledge that, and you did in your reporting, um, that this was ahead of the Ukraine situation. But net-net, I think this this creates an environment of dynamics that are not dissimilar to what we had last year. So to to the dealer, the risk for the year is that demand starts to soften with some of these ta- uh, these uh, tailwinds we had last year turning into headwinds. We no longer have stimulus. Uh, we we see rising interest rates uh, likely ha- happening, and of course prices are much higher than they than they were a year ago. Um, but one of the one of the potential threats to the performance of dealers is a change in pricing power that would result from new vehicle production vastly improving and supply normalizing. Well, that's off the table now. Right. We're, you know, most people in the industry are talking 2024, 2025 before we can see something that's a consistent 17 million a year delivery of vehicles. And that really bodes well for the performance that dealers would actually have similar to the dynamics we had last year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, the wholesale used vehicle value index, uh, Mannheim used the Mannheim index, index, yep. The right, uh, looking at wholesale used prices. Prices came down a little in February. Yep. Is that, do you see that trend continuing? Do you see it maybe even accelerating beyond 2% a month? I don't see it accelerating in the near term, and actually we see it, we actually we see it um, likely turning around and delivering higher prices through tax refund season. February, actually, I'm sharing this with you because no one has noticed this in the data, but in 27 years, we've never seen average wholesale prices go down in the month of February. Um, And so that's pretty remarkable, but blame it entirely on the IRS because we are about three weeks behind what we normally have this time of year in tax refunds being distributed. And so the spring tax refund season usually starts for dealers in February. This year it's starting in March. And we're already seeing that in the kind of day-to-day, week-to-week numbers. Um, You know, I can't front run the Mannheim Index uh, number for March, but uh, I, I am anticipating that we'll see an increase in March and probably April again. Wow. But, but but we are returning to the reality, the law of nature, that vehicles are depreciating assets. <laughs> so I think the industry can handle it, but certainly that's one dynamic that's going to be very different in the second half of the year than uh, what we saw last year. We touched on a lot of the big picture economic factors. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you're really watching? I mean. Uh, interest rates, inflation, I guess labor maybe was one we didn't really talk about. Yeah, labor is is a bit of an unknown and is taking a back seat because we've gone from labor being something that you worry about from a demand perspective to now being an actual inhibitor of business growth because we've got a record number of job openings in the country, the likes of which we've never seen. And labor force is gradually improving, but we're probably not going to get all the way back because some of that is people retiring. And and, um, and it's also a reflection of immigration, uh, not delivering the, the population growth that the U.S. is used to seeing. Um, so labor is going to be tight uh, and is likely to be an impediment. But the positive to that is 3.5% unemployment by the end of the year. The consumer's financial condition is in incredible shape. So they can, they can take 
as long as the gas increases eventually reach a point that we're no longer seeing it go up. And we could be about at that point already in terms of, yes, we've had a crazy run up so far, uh, but it's not likely to continue and persist as the year progresses. So I think there's upside potential uh, as a result of that. But there's no question, dealers are going to be dealing with staffing. And actually, we drilled into the data with your team what we uncovered was a sort of stark contrast with dealers. Everyone's acknowledging that staffing is an issue and growing and being an issue, but there's clearly dealers who are sort of best in class in addressing labor that view it as a competitive advantage and they're not seeing it as much of an issue. And then there are the dealers who aren't focusing on it that are likely more to have problems with it as this progresses. So as a lot of our viewers know, or may know, a lot of our readers know, you are also or have been a, a DJ. And so I have to ask, do you have a, a theme song in mind for this show or for the market at this point? Yeah, there's. I, I created a playlist on Spotify, okay. DJ Smokey Smoke, it's NADA 2022. Um, but the vibe of the dealers, no question from the last couple of days, it is Pitbull and I don't know about you, but I feel good uh, because <laughs> That's basically what we're seeing, and I think the optimism is well-placed. Okay, well, uh, you need to tweet that out so that we all know what to remember all right. to go look at your Spotify. I will do that, I will okay. do that. Jonathan Smoke, Chief Economist, Cox Automotive, thank you so much. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on the NADA show, the economy, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to Jeremy Carroll and the ANTV team, as well as web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your workday routine. Now, let's all get back to work.